right, y'all. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Life Around Us. Um, this is going to be episode five. And normally, as you guys know, we do record every other week. But with the recent events that have transpired, uh, we decided to do kind of an emergency podcast, if you will, to discuss uh, the killing of George Floyd and also the other killings of our kings and queens. Um, I know you guys are probably used to us being all hype and being silly, and today won't be so much. This is definitely a very serious subject that we're going to talk about today. Um, We are recording live today, so please make sure to comment in the comment section on the live videos to share your opinions and your thoughts as well. Um, As usual, I am Ashley, and this is... Anthony. And today we are joined by our most beautiful special guest, Miss Anita Agent. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. So we're just going to really hop uh, right on into the subject matter. Um, A lot of things have been going on. And like I said, we want to get your thoughts and opinions. So please make sure to share with us in the comment section. Also, um, if you guys want your voice to be heard, as usual, we will be publishing this episode this Friday. So please, if you want your voice to be heard, Send us a voice recording so that we can edit that into our publication on Friday. Yeah, and we'll make a post about that so you can, you know, message us asking for more details and all that jazz. Absolutely. All right, you guys. So let's hop right in and into it. Um, the death of George Floyd. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions? How are you feeling? Temperature check. How are you mentally, physically, emotionally? Let's talk about it. Well, so... Yeah, so George Floyd was killed by a police officer whose name is actually escaping me right now. But um, he was in handcuffs while the officer kneeled on his neck for, what was it, eight minutes mm-hmm. and some odd seconds? Like 40-something mm-hmm. seconds? And he couldn't breathe the whole time. That's why we've been seeing all of the, the things going around on social media about can't breathe and all that. Um, yeah, he was basically suffocated to death while this officer just sat casually on the man's neck and didn't bat an eye. Um, this, I really feel like, was the tipping scale, along with, with a bunch of other murders that we can, we can list off. You know, like, there's a long, long, long list. Yeah. But I think this one was definitely, you know, the tipping scale. Yeah. Um... Why don't you go ahead and talk about how it's affected you? No, I I fully agree. This watching that man die, like literally seeing the moment that all life is gone from his body. Right. It hurt different. Yeah. Because we could see it. Because you could see it. Yeah. Um, but also this was the first time that we really got to see the officer that was involved so many of these other incidents you know the defense is always they fear for their lives they acted out of defense you know um they felt attacked they felt threatened yeah and because they felt this way they took a life accidentally in this case that cannot be used as a defense Right. right for any of them not just uh officer Derek Chauvin who was on his neck but for the other two officers from another vantage point, you can see there's three men kneeling on him. Yeah. Three men kneeling on him and one man guarding the rest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. It, it hit different because I can't unsee it. I 
can't unhear that man call out for his mother. Right. I cannot forget the fact that he is literally saying, they're going to kill me. That moment of realization, you know. Exactly. It, it took me to a place that, and, and not to say that none of the other killings have not affected me, not to say that I, I didn't care, but this one, I think it just changed me on the inside, you know, put a little bit more of a fire in me to to want to do something more than what I've done in the past. Right. And yeah. It's, it's too much. Yeah, and it's that's... entirely too much. That's that's definitely the purpose of this episode today is for us to use our platform, you know, to basically speak out against this. You know, like like we don't have ten thousand followers, we don't have a million followers, but we know we have people who will listen. And if we can at least do our part to get the word out and speak up, then you know, that's the main purpose of all this. I think that that's that's the thought process right now, period. You know, I think we've been silent long enough. Yeah. Um, you get to a point, you know, I, for me, I want to shout out my, the company that I work for, Republic Services, because I think that they have done an outstanding job of talking about it, addressing it, um, allowing us as black people to voice our opinions, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, you know. And I feel like they really are listening and they care, you know. Right. Um, and I had a meeting today with a higher up and she just really sat and listened to how I, I felt, you know, and I, for me personally, I'm just at a point where I'm just tired of it. Like I'm tired of turning on the TV every few days and seeing that there's a killing, like even here today in Arizona, there's another killing of a black man. It's just like, it's, it's, it's tiring. And I'm like, I expressed to her, I almost feel like numb to it. Yeah, like you're just used to it. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that's not okay. I don't yeah. think we should ever be to a point where we're like, this is just what our life is like, and this is just what, what it's going to be. And for our children, our future children, we have to explain to them, like, okay, so before you leave the house, let's remember we're black today, and this is what we're going to have to do. And I feel like this is where we're heading to, and I don't like it. I don't right. like the way it feels. Yeah, and I, I think you actually touched on something important because that's something that a lot of, other races don't realize is a thing within the black culture. Every one of us, we have two talks. You know, we have the sex talk for one, and we have the talk about our race mm -hmm. and what it means to be black. You know, each and every one of us has that moment where our parents sit us down and explains to us the dangers of what it means to be black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're teaching us to be, you know, be proud of who you are, be proud of your race, be proud of your skin color, because black is beautiful. But yeah. at the same time, it's still like who we are could also, in a way, be a, a, a detriment to our mm -hmm. own right. lives, which right. is sad, you know? And a lot of people don't realize that that's something mm -hmm. we all go through. That's something that we all have experienced growing up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely um, quite sad for me. I think in addition to feeling a way about seeing it on TV, right. you know, my personal experience witnessing it this weekend is like was crazy for me. You know, and I and I definitely posted about it posted about it on Facebook. You know, being in the car with my friend who's a black man who's never been in trouble with the law, who's you know a good guy and being told because a, a police officer couldn't read the state on his license plate that he could get shot in the face. It's like, I think it does 
it already does something for you when you see it on TV, but to mm -hmm. be in the presence of it and witness it, like, right. I can't describe, I really can't put it into words how it makes you feel. It's just like, like, I just started crying after we got let go. Like, this right. is life, you know, and it doesn't feel good. It At doesn't. All. You know, it's something that most of us grow up being used to, unfortunately, like, being called out on the street by, you know, like someone who's throwing racist remarks at us for no reason, you know, yeah. just because we're just walking. Down the street, yeah. You know, like, it doesn't feel good to be walking with a group of your friends and, like, someone sees you and they decide to cross the street because, like, oh, y'all could be trouble. Mm -hmm. Not even knowing us or mm -hmm. anything, not even knowing, like, what we're affiliated with or what we do in life. It's just... Because of, of the, the color, color of our, our skin, skin, we just look dangerous, you yeah. know? Like, that is something that's really frustrating. And to go back to George Floyd's death, another thing that, that really, I think, is sparking a huge uproar is the fact that this man was killed by, some, by someone who's supposed to protect us, you know? Mm -hmm. Cops are supposed to serve and, and protect and enforce the law. But it's like, it's... it's we are, you know, doing these protests and these riots because, like, we're angry because it's right. like we can't take it out on y'all because you guys are the cops, you know. We can't go and basically tell you, hey, we have a problem with you because guess what? That's going to end up, you know, with some of us being in, in jail. Or, or worse. Yeah, right. you know, like end up like, like George. So this is all we have to basically show that we are angry. Yeah. You know, it was definitely hurtful for me, like, having a conversation with my managers and my brother, all of whom are, are black men, and to hear them say, just going to the killing of Ahmad, like, you know, what do I do now if I want to go for a run and I want to work out? Do I wear a hoodie? Do I not wear a hoodie? Should I have my ID on me? Like, the fact that you even have to run in your mind right. 50 like billion questions, right, before yeah. you go outside to take a run, that in itself is traumatic. this is ridiculous. Like, that it's, in itself is traumatic. Yeah, and then what what gets me is aside from us needing the police to protect us or expecting for them to protect us, you're looking at officers who have a history of doing this. You know, officers who have a history of uh, being biased in their in their stop and frisk to bring that up, um, being biased in their arrest. This particular officer, who I mean, what eighteen plus. Cases, yeah, 18 yeah. plus uh, yeah. disputes against him. Uh -huh. Not the first person that he's killed, and he's nope. still on the force. Yeah, he's still on the force. That is what gets me. You know what I'm saying? It's not just that we have this expectation that they are going to protect us. It's that there is this this union that is set to protect them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it has no regard for any life that they take. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. It has no regard for any life that the white supremacist officers take because if a black officer were to do that, they would be arrested. Case right. in point, William Green, who was shot by a black officer, that officer was charged and sentenced and is in jail. Things that we never really see mm -hmm. with white officers. So I'm, I'm sorry for that, that slip there. It's not all <laughs> officers that get away with things. It's the white ones. Right. Yeah. I think, too, just going back to how we started, the reason we wanted to do this was um, because our voice does need to be heard. And I will say that, you know, nobody is saying to go out here and go set 
you know, different business establishments ablaze to, you know, but like even as simple as posting about this. And I will have definitely have to say that I've been a little disappointed that people are not speaking out about it. And um, a comment that someone made to me was deep and it, and it and it's true. But he basically was saying that, you know, we as black people are our grandparents and great grandparents destiny. But we lack appreciation. And I think the caveat to that in this particular scenario is that we, our ancestors fought so hard and got hosed down and beaten and went through slavery for us to be in this position we are in where we are able to vote and we are able to have a voice. And then some of us are not using it. And it's quite sad to see because now here we are almost reliving what our ancestors went through. We're getting killed. We're getting beaten. You know? Like, my father told me the other day, he was like, I never thought that I would live to see a day when we're going through this. And you have to understand, like, my parents, being from Detroit, they lived through the riots in the 60s. You know, they saw this kind of stuff. And to feel like we've gotten past that, and now here we are in 2020, still, like, going through the things that they saw growing up, and yet we're not using our voices to try to fight back and and come to a resolve and that's really sad and i feel like it's an insult to be quite honest to those that came before us and i agree um and i can only speak for myself but i've felt that way you know for a very long time like i was watching this stuff happen and yes you know my heart went out to the family and yes i signed petitions you know i would post here and there but now I feel like there's more to be done, you know? I think what we fall into this pattern of while, you know, the topic is still fresh in our minds, that's when we protest. That's when we call our state officials. That's when we have this whole push for social change. But one week, two weeks, three weeks, a month down the line, you won't hear the same thing. This fight is not going to be over, not by a long shot. And I think that to me is kind of where I where I'm at, you know. For the longest, I've been a one post, two post. This is messed up. We need to do something about it, but not doing anything about it. And I'm done. I'm done being that type of person. And I really hope that everybody feels that same way, you know. Yeah. Because, like you said, it is it is a lack of appreciation for the things that they have done and and for the things that they went through. And that is literally why we are still repeating it today. And if we don't get it together now, my daughter's going to have the same conversation with her kid when she's 30 years old. Yep. And 30 years from there, it's going to be a whole other conversation, a whole other body in the street, a whole other name that we need to remember. Mm-hmm. Because we, we give up the fight too easily. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, like, that part is very frustrating because it is, like, our grandparents and everything, like, what if they just got tired you know yeah and they had every reason to be, to oh, be tired yes. all the reasons in the world yes. imagine if they just got tired and just was just like you know what like well we're, we're done for yeah mm-hmm. like we would all be sitting here living different lives than what we're living now mm-hmm. the fact that they even went through what they went through even like gave us the opportunity for us to even protest as much as we are now because it could be 10 times worse Mm -hmm. you know like back then like like cops was just doing (laughs) so much worse so much and you know like that's the part that frustrates me because like i know a lot of people who are saying well you know like i'm just not gonna say anything because i either have the unpopular opinion or you know like like well there were other killings before and nobody did anything about it now, so I'm just not going to say anything about it now because it's not going to change anything. 
But why do that? Like, why sit salty and mad because something wasn't changed before? Mm. You have the power to do it now. Like, now more than, than, than ever, you know, George Floyd's death has allowed for this to be a huge uproar. Why not use this opportunity to basically speak on those path, those past problems that you, you, you had and actually try to make a difference because you just sitting there just letting it happen and being salty isn't going to change anything. You're just going to be mad another five or ten years from now. Right. This is the time for us to educate ourselves, right, to learn our history, the things that we were never taught in school. Right. Because if we don't take the time to learn it, if we don't take the time to arm ourselves with the right next steps, mm-hmm. it's going to happen again. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to happen again. I think about in 2015, uh, when Freddie Gray was killed in the mm. back of a police van in mm. Baltimore and the riots that took place there mm. and the petitions and the walks that we've had for Eric Garner. You know, I think about all the calls to justice that were raised for Tamir Rice and we're still here. Right. We're still here. Still literally no movement, no progress, no change, no anything. And the only thing that's constant in those is that at some point, we were just like, okay, go on with your life as normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Robinson chimed in and said, you know, it's history repeating itself. Events from the past are now events of the present. And that is very, very true. And I think as long as we continue to have this mentality that we think nothing's going to be done about anything, um, it's going to perpetuate what we are going through. We're going to continue to see this more. Um, In addition to that, as far as us saying, you know, we as black people need to speak out about what's going on. Those who are not black need to be very careful about the things that you are saying. Yes. Um, I think that, for one, I want to thank those who are not people of color who have been in support of speaking out against what's going on. So that's first and foremost, because I have a lot of friends that are not black that have called to check on me, that have texted me, that are just as angry and upset about it as I am. But then you have those who are making comments like, oh, these thugs and these... Y'all need to be quiet. This is not the time. This is a very sensitive subject. This is a very sensitive thing that we are going through, that if you don't understand what's happening, then maybe you need to just be quiet. Yeah, and actually, can... Can I get a couple comments from you guys just so the people who talk about the whole All Lives Matter movement, can you explain why that is a problem and and why we don't like saying it? Because there's people who genuinely don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an analogy that I've seen, a visual that I've literally just seen this year, but I think it it tells the story, explains, you know, the purpose of Black Lives Matter right now in the most beautiful way that I've seen done. If your house is on fire and the police department comes to hose down your house, how would you feel if your neighbor came and said, oh, but all houses matter. My house matters too. Why can't they hose down my... Because yours is not the one that's on fire. My goodness, I like that. Yours is not the one that's burning down. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that anything that you have you know, in your home, any of your property is less important. It just means that yours is in less jeopardy right now. Exactly. And it has been for centuries, if, if we're being real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then they want to question, well, why do we have to say that anyway? Why why does the fire par- department have to hose down your house? 
because it's on fire. Well, what about the owner? Why doesn't the owner do something about it? Because he was in the house. Yes. Right. And he burned down with the house. Yes. Because you want to argue with me about your house needing water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You yeah. know, you want to say that all lives matter, but your life is not being taken for granted. You are not being looted. Right. You are not being looted. You are not being hunted every day. Or we are. Out. We are. Yeah. So it's not to say that you're not important. It just means this is not your fight right now. Yeah. It's not your time. It hasn't been your time. This country was built for you. I don't want to hear nothing about your house. Man. I don't want to hear anything about it. So. Mm, yeah. I, you know, I have... Uh, a white coworker I was talking to today when I was explaining to her like how we are raised and conditioned differently than how maybe she was and she said you know yeah these are things I don't even think about or mm-hmm. wonder about when I leave my house so I can't even I can't even imagine you know how that that feels you know what I'm saying so that's real um I want to talk about another point of view that's kind of disturbing me too uh the lack of the voices from the religious leaders is really annoying me <laughs> because I feel like that is where we re- this in this point in time right now is where we really need to be speaking out about this, pr- you know, praying about it. You know, I just I'm thankful for my pastor, Pastor Denard Street, because I feel like he definitely is speaking on it. Definitely taking like just on Sunday we had pretty much like a, it was Pentecost Sunday. So we basically had a complete prayer worship service, you know, in regards to this. Like, I don't understand why the religious leaders aren't speaking out as much. And then this is where it, it gets testy for me because it's like, in what world did religion and politics do this? So it's like, oh, well, we want to be politically correct. So we're not going to say anything like, oh yeah. my, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. And it's not even just the religious leaders. Like I said, there's a lot of people who use that as an excuse. I want to be politically correct, so I'm just not going to speak. Well, that doesn't mean you're being politically correct. That means you're being silent. There's a difference, yes. There is a big difference, you know, because you don't know what you could offer somebody. Correct. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do that could actually, like, help the cause a, just a little bit more, you know? All we need is just a little bit. We're not asking for a, for a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I also have a problem with that, too. The whole being politically correct, so just staying silent. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's legit. I, 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 I'm just shook by that. Um, but I'm going to pray that that gets better and that yeah. people start using their voice and um, really speak out. Um, I want to touch on the riots and the looting because I feel like there's been kind of like split uh, opinions about the riots and looting. Like some people agree and some people are like, absolutely not. This is horrible. What are you guys' thoughts on the riots and the looting that's going on right now? I get it. Yeah. I get why they're doing it. You know, um, we we have spoken about these things for so many years so many years literally generations and generations of people mm-hmm. have had to have had to have the same conversation and nobody's listening because if they were we wouldn't be back at square one mm-hmm. and this is how you communicate when you don't know any other way yeah. right this and this is not new this goes back to you know civil rights times this goes back to you know when we had MLK and Malcolm X out there 
I know? get it. Mm -hmm. And I am in no place to condemn anybody for, for rioting. Mm -hmm. I am in no place to condemn anybody for looting. I will say this. Don't burn down your own neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't take the businesses from where you live. If that's how you express yourself, just do it in the right place. Make them have to come to your neighborhood to shop. Exactly. Yeah, that's Make right. them have to put the money into your neighborhood, into your business owner's hands, and, into their banks. Yeah. yeah. Make it so that those people who have continued to make us a, a disenfranchised group of individuals, yeah. make them feel as uncomfortable as we have felt our entire lives. Yeah. Yeah, one of my friends uh, on the live, he says riots and looting are part of the change. They show that the current system is unstable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree with that. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Um, what are our next steps? For people that are just like, uh, I, don't, I really don't want to say anything and I don't want to be a part of it because I feel like nothing's going to change and what, what happens after you do... Um, say something i think it's going to be different um for everybody like the next steps for for us for black people is going to be to really force our our political whomever into making better decisions mm -hmm. i think that we definitely need to um push to defund the police okay I also think that there needs to be just a surge of education across the board. Yeah, now, absolutely. For, for all of our allies of different races, that's what you can do. Educate yourself so that you are no longer ignorant to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that you cannot have as an argument, oh, I couldn't imagine that. But listen, people read graphic novels all the time and mm -hmm. they can get a very clear picture <laughs> of what's happening, oh, what's in, happening in the world. Yeah. What you're telling me is that you're not reading yeah. You're not researching our history, and that's why you can't imagine this happening, because mm -hmm. you don't realize that it's happened since this country was formed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It was, it was built this way. Yeah. People talk about a system that's broken. No. The system is working exactly how it was designed how it to work. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So educate yourself on, on that. Yeah. Jennifer asked, um, what are our thoughts on white people who say, I don't see color? Is that a racist statement or what? Okay, let me say this. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would necessarily, class necessarily classify it as a racist statement, but it's like, sis, stop. You see I'm black. <laughs> you see that I am not white like you. Let's just let's just be honest. I get what the place that maybe it's trying to come from, that you're trying to say, oh, well, you know, like, I don't see color and it shouldn't be this way. And we are all one and we are all the same. But the fact of the matter is, we are not all the same. Exactly. We are not. Exactly. Um, and I, I will have to say that I don't, that kind of, I guess it bothers me in a sense because it's like, I don't want you to live in this falsified world. Like, I'd rather you say to me, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel so bad for the things that are happening to you. I don't get it. I really don't because I don't, I don't live this life and I don't, I don't have to go through the things that you do. I'd rather you say that to me and then be open to me trying to sit down and explain it to you than for you to say, oh, I don't see color and all lives matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather you Love is love. That. That, that's one that I've heard. Can we all just love each other? Can we all just get along? Yeah. And my response to that is, we've been loving y'all. It's literally in our nature. It's in our character. You know, you think about the black people that have been at these peaceful protests 
trying to stop the looters. Yeah. Who have formed barriers around police officers that have gotten separated from their other officers out of love for them. In the wake of everything that we're seeing, we still love everybody else. We truly, regardless of color, Mm -hmm. it's in us to be that way. You know, I've I've had those arguments with people where they're just like, well, this is my recommendation. You you just need to dance and love more. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) Just just leave. Yeah, (laughs) stop talking. Get get off the internet completely. Because Uh how dare you? Yeah. 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 How dare you? I feel the same way about people that say that they don't see color. Oh, really? That, to me, is a scapegoat. That is an excuse for them to justify why they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't accept it. Yeah. Period. So, for me, um, and this may be the unpopular answer, but I grew up not seeing color. You know, like, I've told you this story. Like, I grew up in California, in the West, where I... Play with all kinds of kids, you know, from black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Like, it didn't matter who you were. Like, I, like we were all treated the same. And so it honestly was a culture shock to me when I actually moved to a predominantly black area. Um, and, like, that's when racism and all that, like, that's where I learned all of those principles. Um, I do agree with that for a lot of people it is used as a scapegoat because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what that fully means because for you to say that you don't see color, that's basically you saying that you can understand each and every aspect of all of our lives and you really can't because you are the most privileged of them all, you know? Like, that's the color yeah. that they don't see. Yeah, They don't see their own and they don't realize how things are better for them because of the color of their skin. Right. So when they say that, that's pretty much what they're saying. I'm yeah. not privileged. <laughs> right. And that's, I, honestly, what Jennifer just responded, she said, I feel like it's a blatant dismissal of black people in our struggle when you say... Well, I don't see color. Like, why can't we just all be the same? Yeah. Um, Tristan Twyman time chimed in and said, "I feel like not seeing color is a way to deny me the opportunity to be who I am." That's that's real. But here's that's the thing: real. they see color when it comes to taking our culture. Heck mm. yeah. They see yeah. it then. Yep. Because who yeah. are you dressing like? Whose music are you listening to? You know. Mm-hmm. So if you truly don't see color, you don't see anything that we provide. Right. Yeah, that's that's really real. Um, I also would like to just say that I don't know that I particularly... No, I, I know that I don't like the way we are being portrayed, even with the rioting and the looting, because it's being made to seem like we're the only ones mm-hmm. breaking yeah. stuff and setting stuff on fire. And I just would like to say that there are plenty of videos that have been out that are not highlighted to show us as black people stopping people who are not black exactly. from busting in windows and Set setting fires. fires. I just want to see that. Uh, oh, really quickly, Tristan said, they see color in athletics, too. You better preach, because sure that's yeah. the truth. They sure do. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Bringing that up, another thing that we can do, pull your black babies out of these D1 schools. Send them to an HBCU. Okay? Now, I agree, but I feel the way, too, because I went to a D1 school, so I went to the University of Michigan, and I will say this. It definitely taught me how to exist in a world that is not all black because it is a political game, and and, and it definitely taught me how 
to work through the politics of the world. So right. I, I'm just going to put that out there. But I do support my HBCUs. My brother went to Morehouse, so I'm for it. I, I'm definitely for it as well. Which right. is actually just ironic that you say that to navigate in the world because you don't see color, but y'all don't even realize, like, this ain't even our world. Like, this is, this is y'all's, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's easy to say, I don't see color in a mm-hmm. world that's already mine, you know? There you go. Right. That's real. Yeah. So to to get back to the uh, to the looters and how we're being mm-hmm. represented in the media, mm-hmm. I literally saw a clip, and th- this is, I promise you, all that I've been doing for the last couple of days is just watching, watching mm-hmm. everything. And I saw a clip of this white lady walking out of a store. Um, I want to say it was Target, arms full, like, can't hold nothing else. And the news reporter is saying, uh, she must be an employee or something, walking through a broken window. White woman? White woman walking mm-hmm. through a broken window. Look at that. Arms full of stuff. She's an employee. Yeah. But Black let it, person let it yelling, be, let it be a whole stop. nigga. Right. It's going to mm-hmm. be a different stop. story. Please stop. <laughs> they're thugs. They're thugs. Yeah. They're, they're engaging in criminal activity. But... White yeah. folks can do it, and it's just like, well, I hope she's an employee. Like, <laughs> if anything, she probably broke the window. <laughs> and and they have. There's mm-hmm. other There's videos of, of police officers jumping on their own vehicles, jumping on their own vehicles, breaking the windows out their own vehicles. Excuse my language, but spray painting fuck twelve on their own stuff. Yeah. Piling up bricks to set <laughs> people up. Yep. Which I have seen. I've I've seen that one. The whole the whole piling up bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it's 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 really crazy. It's crazy to me. But this, I mean, this is honestly the world we live in right now, and it's just sad. It, it, it's it's really it's really sad. Even when we're trying to let our voice be heard and speaking out against it, it's still like, you know, all you black people. It's really sad and unfortunate. So, um, yeah, we really dove into this topic. Um, I'm trying to read these comments. Did you guys have anything else to add to the the riots and and, and looting? Yeah. So, um, when so when you guys hear people say that that you don't understand the, the 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 violence that that comes from it that it does nothing moving forward with it, or it doesn't help our cause. How do you guys feel about that, too? Do you feel like the riots and everything is helping our cause, that it's moving us forward? I think so. I think so. I mean, when we had the Civil Rights Movement, and I mentioned this earlier, you needed both theologies. You needed Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King that had those peaceful protests. You needed Malcolm X, who was ready without without hmm. question you needed both to apply pressure on both ends but right that's the problem i feel like we don't have that right now mm-hmm. and that is the problem like i would love to i mean because i'm gonna be honest even now i really don't feel like we're quite coming together and being unified as a people i i, I i'm just being honest that's my opinion you want to elaborate um well because you have the people that you have some of the, our people that are like you know I don't want to be involved. Like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to yep. mess up where I'm at in life. And so I'm just going to be quiet. And I don't want to really ruffle any feathers or shake shake the boat or whatever. But it's like, what the heck? This is happening to your people. You know, would you feel differently if this was your father, your son, 
You're, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like you should take it like that. And I feel like that's what they did back in the day. Like, this is this is one of my own. This is my family, whether that's blood-related or not. Like, we've got each other. We have each other's back. We're going to stick up for each other. We're going to fight together. We're going to unify together. I don't really see that in today's society, especially with what's going on right now. Because it's fear. It's the whole it thing is. of, like, like, what we said earlier, you know, um, like... Our grandparents and everything fought for us to get to the spot we're at now, right? Right. So a lot of us are doing well in our lives yep. right now. So why would I want to give that up? Right. You know, I'm good where I'm at now. It's like the whole mentality of being the house nigga. Why would I want to give up what I'm, I'm doing? I'm in the best I'm spot. I'm in the house. You know, yeah, like I'm in the house. Y'all niggas in, in, in the field. You know, y'all the ones that are actually doing, doing the work. I'm worked hard and I'm 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 here where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, and the ones before me worked hard for me to get here now. Yeah. So it's like why compromise it? That's that's a lot of their thoughts. It's like I'm not trying to ruin what right. I already have. And it's like mm-hmm. that Jeez. is where the whole thing of staying silent is also hurting us yeah. more. Well, here's my thoughts on that. Because there are so many different ways that people can get involved. Oh, yeah. So and this many goes back ways. to, you know, a lack of knowledge, a lack of education on how oh, yeah. they can do it. And you see a lot of people saying that they're going to sit silent because, you know, they don't want to be a part of the protest. They don't want to be a part of the riots. But they're also not taking the time to research how they can be involved. Right. That's, that's the problem. But also, you know, us not researching to know that, while there are some people that aren't getting involved, there's a hell of a lot more of us that are. Right. You know, there's so many different um, organizations that are, are being created. There's so many different um, low-level you know, public officials that are working in their communities to make sure that they can get people out to vote. Right. And they've been doing this. It wasn't you know, something that just started with George Floyd. It wasn't something that just started with Breonna Taylor or... Ahmaud Arbery or anybody, it's been going on for a long time, and now we're at the point where there's no excuse for you to not know that these things exist. Right. Okay, you don't want to go to a riot? That's That's fine. fine. But what petitions have you signed? What causes have you donated to? Are you volunteering? Have you made any calls to the DA? Mm. I know me personally, I, I have a training class that I run. On all my breaks, I was calling Mike Freeman. Every single one of my breaks, like, no, you you are finna make an arrest. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're not hearing from me personally, you're going to hear from somebody. Yeah. You know, because I'm educating myself to know that these things are out there. I'm yeah. researching to know. It's not always going to come to you. No. But you have to seek it. And once you do, you know, I think it becomes very apparent that those groups do exist. Right. And there are people that are fighting and have been fighting <laughs> for years. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, even if you don't want to do that, like, share, use your yes, voice. Do like, something. Yeah, That's like, the point. bring awareness because you're going to sit at home while these cops keep killing us out on the streets. And some of y'all want to sit here talking about, like, well, I just don't understand, like, like why, you know, y'all are, are destroying, you know, cert- certain things. Like, how is that going to help us? Let me explain something to you. The cops are meant to protect us and uphold <laughs> their end of the bargain of protecting society. We as civilians, you know, as black civilians, we have been upholding our end by following your rules and regulations. And so if you, if, if, if they can murder us, why should we continue to follow your rules? That's why we're destroying stuff. That's why we're upset. 
because clearly us staying calm and civil wasn't working before, you know? Mm-hmm. And we do the pro the, the protest, which was what MLK did. We did that before, you know, when Trayvon died, when um the the one guy who died in the train station, and his name is escaping my mind Oscar right now. Grant. Yeah, Oscar Grant. Like we did all the calm protests and everything and nothing was done about it. Nothing was, was, was changed. So now we're upset. Now we're going to put some action behind our words because we warned y'all. Nobody listened. All right, then. We yeah. warned them with Rodney King. Listen, let's go all the way back. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we can go back. Back further yeah. than that. <laughs> we right. warned them with Rodney King. Yeah, because we had our, our peaceful protester. His name was Martin Luther King Jr. And guess what? He was killed. So. Yeah. I think that for me, it's like, uh, for those of you that don't understand, um, instead of making opinions about us being thugs and all this other stuff, uh, gain an understanding. At least have a heart to want to understand the whys behind what is happening right, right now. No one is sitting up here burning stuff down because it's just we want to see something on fire. Like, that's not what you like. You have to understand and, and put it back on yourself. Like, I'm going to take it this far. If there were black cops killing your white sons and daughters Man, and fathers, look. how would you feel? And then there was no justice being served. Sometimes you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And r- let's, quickly let's to... by saying, I'm sorry. Just go ahead. How white people feel in general mm-hmm. when they see black people progress. Man. It's not even about them seeing us taking the life of anyone else. And I brought this up the last time that I, you know, guess posted with y'all, but Black Wall Street <laughs> was the site of one of the biggest domestic terrorist acts ever. Ever. Yeah. What was it? June June 1st 1921, I think, they dropped fire from from the sky, from planes. They had people shooting, burned down an entire neighborhood of affluent black people just because they didn't like that they had stuff. Not because they took the life of anybody else, but because they had their own, they was living in their own little neighborhood, not worrying about these white people. Mm -hmm. That bothered them. Mm -hmm. They rioted. They looted. They murdered. But now you're looking at us, like, talking about why, why are you rioting? Why are you looting? Why are you burning stuff down? Right. Because yeah. y'all did it. Listen. But the, Where you think we right. got it from? And that's the thing. Like, I think we're they're so quickly to label us as, as thugs and villains and all this other stuff. But we're, it's not just black people that are out there. I've actually seen a lot of white people that are out there rioting and looting. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer Robinson said, listen, all I know is we did not fool with that Popeyes. They burnt it up. So that's that. <laughs> and then also, Jen said, you know, I read a post a few days ago from a black gentleman that said, everybody's so concerned about Target being looted. I am the Target. And that's the reality. Like, mm-hmm. we are. And this is what we're going through right now. And we're just tired and we're frustrated of these things happening and no justice being served and nothing's being done about it. So now people are like, you know what? Since you're not going to do anything about it, this is what we're going to do because mm-hmm. nothing's being done. So seek an understanding before you um, judge what people are doing. Seek an understanding of the why behind it. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Because, like, look, y'all been taking stuff from us for generations, you know? 
So now it's our turn. We gonna we gonna take stuff out of Target. You know, we gonna be petty like that. Cause I'm, a, I hate to bring yeah. it to you, niggas is petty. Like it's just what <laughs> what it what it is. And Good so grief. like, was Jesus, do something. Make a, a a change. Stop killing our people. Yeah. You know, I'm just as a call to action um, because I just saw my pastor just logged on. I'm calling all of the religious leaders to action. Let's stop being silent. You know, you want to preach Sunday and after Sunday. You want to save souls and bring people's, people into the church and talk about how Jesus saves and God can do the impossible. Why are you not praying? And doing the things that you are called to do as a as a leader in the church to evoke change. Right. I'm I'm seriously. So I am calling to action all the religious leaders, all the spiritual leaders, because I know some people don't like that word religious and religion. Okay, fine. Spiritual leaders, those of you that go to church day in day out, serve and pray. Uh, it's time for your voices to be heard. Period. Exactly. And my friend Marcella just spoke up and she said merchandise can be replaced, but our lives cannot. Can. And so, that's the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts I mean, on this, you guys? No, I I do want to take this moment. You know, we're actually going to add this in later, but I want to take this moment to actually let, you know, some of our viewers speak and give them a chance to voice their opinions, you know, and, and use our platform to give them a voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's do that. I know I'll never understand what it's like to be black in America. I don't have to fear for my life if I'm pulled over. I don't have to worry that the cops are going to bust into my house and kill me and my family. I don't have to think about the color of my skin. And I'm so sorry that this has been happening for so long. Racism didn't end with desegregation. It didn't end with the civil rights movement. And I would like to think it would end at the end of these protests, but I'm not naive enough to believe that. Know that I support you. I stand with you. I stand beside you in this fight for equal rights. What I really think is the most important right now, it's it's not whether I think these protests or riots are right or wrong or whatever that is. Obviously, I am all for the protests. I think people's voices need to be heard and the government and authorities need to do something about this. Um, police brutality is not okay. Obviously, not all cops are bad. Not all black people are bad. You know, there's obviously so, so many good cops and so, so many good black people. There's good white people, bad white people. Like... People are people, you know, we all need to realize that we're all on the same side. We're all human. And that's what needs to be recognized during this time. Um, what I really think is important, I've been listening to a lot of Bob Marley recently. Um, you know, the song One Love and, and Three Little Birds. Like, we all just need to, like I said, just realize we're all on the f same the same side. So, yeah, I wanted to definitely make a couple points on everything that's going on uh, today in the entire country and the world itself. Obviously, following the, the George Floyd murder, it's, it's been hectic all over. It's damn near almost martial law out here with, uh, with the freaking National Guard and the police units, the TAC units, every single person out here. And you know what? I actually thought for a little bit, this, you know, this protest, this is perfect. 
People are hearing voices. There, there, people are all over fighting for it. It's incredible. People's voices are being heard, and that's amazing. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the protest. And Anthony, I talked to you a little bit, and we, we spoke about it. And, and my concern with this is not about the protest in the slightest. It's about the rioting. It's about the rioting and the looting. Because some people are telling me, you know what? Hey, listen, people weren't listening before. Okay, people weren't listening, so we have to push. This is the only way we know how. This is how we have to do it. We have to make a statement. And you know what? I disagree. I disagree with it. I do not think this is the way we make a statement. This is absolutely not the way we do it. We do it by working together. Somebody asked me, what do you propose then? What do you suggest we do? And I don't know. I didn't know what to tell them. I said, you know, I wish we had the answers. I don't have the answers. I wish I did. But I guarantee you this is not the way. We can't fight fire with fire. That never works. It doesn't. These recent riots are a step in a large cycle that has been going on for since this country began. Minorities have struggled to get justice and struggled to get fair treatment across the board, I believe that rioting and protests are a helpful component to change, but I also believe that education and forming our own government will be uh, the next part. Everyone says, well, this is wrong. What should we do? I believe that that's the step. We must educate ourselves on how governments work We must educate ourselves on how the American government works. We must educate ourselves on how local government works and create our own minority government. That way, we will have the power to support each other. Uh, We will have the power to control our dollars. We will have the power to control how our riots and protests affects the country that is against us. We will also have more power when putting our people in office and holding them accountable to making change. Black lives matter more than they ever have. We can't breathe. We are suffocating, choking, gasping for the change our ancestors bled for, unwillingly sacrificing our men and women to a system one that employs and destroys so barbarically, feeding on the lives that created their own comfort, stripping us of our dignity like a game of blood-sucking ticks. That's it. No longer will we stand inferior to this massacre. Change starts now. Now standing for our next opportunity waiting to become, to be, one of unity. Have you ever been having a great day? You're laughing, you're smiling, you're joking. You have not a care in the world. Everything is fine. And then in an instant, it stops. All of a sudden your chest feels heavy. It's hard for you to breathe. You feel as though there's a boulder sitting on top of your chest, even though you know there's not. Your heart starts beating fast, hard, and loud, so loud you think everyone can hear it. You hear whispers, 
you see stares and you feel like everyone is thinking negatively about you. Your legs feel heavy, but like jello at the same time. Your palms become sweaty and your hands involuntarily shake. Even when you try to hold them still, you try to pick up something, but your fingers don't move fast enough. You fumble, you drop things. Your brain and your body can't communicate with each other. One is engulfed in fear and the other one is saying, it's all in your head, this is not reality. This is the reality for many black Americans when they are approached by, questioned by, or arrested by police. If you have never experienced this, then you have no idea how we feel. Uh, everything that's been happening right now in years and years, and I don't mean to sound cliche with anything I say, but it's sickening how normalized everything has been. How our president, quote unquote, a person who's supposed to lead us into a comfort zone during these situations, show no respect or love for our people or, or our hurt and pain. You know I mean, it's disgusting how many lives been taken this year. How many people have been taken from their loved ones years prior to this one? And it hurts to even think about the pain the family must be going through. You know, I pray for my people. I pray for all people. I pray that love gets inserted into the hearts of the envious. Maybe it's jealousy. I don't know. With the rising thing, I used to be like, bro, don't stop, you know what I'm saying? Stop burning stuff. Stop smashing windows and stop stealing, stop looting. But then it came to my attention. Somebody told me, they said, but they tried protesting. They didn't care about that. They tried taking a the knee. They didn't care about that. So what do we do? And uh, and I was just like, you're right. You know what I mean? Riots are just act of, riot is just a act of the hurt people, you know? People just can't stand anymore. I want us to bring peace upon each other and spread love, you know? And I see some people going to protests and participating in riots and things for the trend, you know? And it just strips away the genuine reasons for going out there. In the wake of more deaths of Black Americans at the hands of police, the resulting protests, and the ensuing violence of police against protesters, I turn to the words of Robert Kennedy. Moral courage is a rarer commodity than bravery in battle or great intelligence. Yet it is the one essential, vital quality for those who seek to change a world which yields most painfully to change. A world that yields most painfully to change. Robert Kennedy knew the pain required for change to happen in America. Right now, there is a lot of pain in America, but I do not know if America will yield. There is danger in this moment, danger of this divided country splitting completely apart. But there is also the hope for renewal. I'm inspired by the young people leading the way and providing the energy for this potential transformation. Their energy could move this country one step closer to the promises we have never yet kept, the promises of equality and justice for all.
Every day for the last seven years, I have watched my son grow. I have watched him laugh, smile, play, ride his bike, play with his toys, joke with his cousins, swim in the pool. I've watched him cry. I've comforted him. I've wiped away his tears. I've put band-aids on boo-boos. I've kissed scrapes and paper cuts. And I've loved every second of it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I look at my son every day in pure amazement. He is everything to me. We laugh, we joke, we watch movies, we play games, we run around. And I couldn't imagine my life without him. I'm truly blessed to have him as my son. From the moment that I found out I was pregnant, I have prayed for my child. I prayed that he would be happy, healthy, smart, funny. I prayed that he would grow up and be strong and be brave and be courageous. I prayed that he would love and be loved. I pray that my son will grow up. Over the last seven years, I never stopped praying for my child. But now I pray a little different and I pray a lot harder. I pray that my son is safe when he goes outside to play. I pray that my son is safe when he plays at the playground. I pray that my son is safe when he is at school. And I pray that against all odds, I will be able to protect him. Because no matter how contagious his laugh is or how bright and beautiful his smile is or how his eyelashes flutter, he is a black boy in America. And when he leaves the house, no matter how polite he is, how well-mannered he is, how non-threatening his demeanor is, there is no guarantee that he will return home with me. This is being black in America. This movement is changing the world. I've never seen anything like this and it's incredible to think that there are people blind to what is taking place. People are protesting globally for what's been happening for generations and generations and this is, correct me if I'm wrong, the largest civil rights movement to date. And goddamn, people are showing out. I've, I've never been more proud of the world than I am right now. And I'll be completely honest, uh, before this all happened, I didn't think that cops were as bad as people made them out to be. But the more violence they bring upon our people on the front lines and in their literal homes, the more I see this, the more I think, yeah, definitely fuck the police. And it's not just one bad apple. It's, you know, it. don't let anyone tell you that. I've had people tell me that for so long and was too stupid to see the privilege. And I'm ashamed to say that I, that I, that I didn't see it until now, but I, I do. And, and I am with everybody on this. No one should ever have to live in fear just because of the color of their skin, okay? Protect your black friends and family. Educate those who don't understand like I needed to be educated. And if you're not on the front lines, just please donate or just spread the word to those who live under a rock or pretend to. And by all means, wreak havoc. It's what they deserve. I think as white people, we need to educate ourselves on what racism actually is. It's a systematic issue that has been 
It's been built hundreds of years ago. And throughout the years, progress towards inequality has been made, but there's still a lot more to go. Loved ones and family members may still be passively racist, and it's key to talk to them about it. Because they don't always intend to do it, but it's still very much there. The perspective I like to give them, because I think it's the easiest for them to understand, I try to equate what's happening today to what happened in the 60s with the Civil Rights Movement. Because usually if you ask them, would you, wouldn't you support them if you were in that time? And more, more often not, than not, they would, they'll say yes. So I, like to, I think that's a pretty good way of, of phrasing it so they can understand. My main point is that there are many conversations we as white people need to make to have others aware. The police and laws are enforced unfairly to keep black people in trouble. Police are committing cold-blooded murder towards black people as part of their job without any repercussions. As a white person, my perspective is foggy because of my privilege. So informing other people and using my privilege for good and speaking out against microaggressions is key. Going to protests, donating to black organizations, signing positions is what we can do to help this movement. My name's Corey Mounts. I'm Marcella Miller. My name is Anna Marie Grisafi Pont. My name is Patrick Page. My name is Simone Wagner. My name is Kelly Vetti. My name is Tierra Edwards. My name is Hannah Gates and Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter. My name is Rosalia Gonzalez and Black Lives Fucking Matter. All right. Also, um, we thank you guys for joining us on our live today. Um, this was this wasn't an easy one. I'll definitely tell you. I know, like I said earlier, I know you guys are used to us laughing and joking around and being silly, but this is not something to joke about. This is a serious, serious topic um, that we that needs to be addressed and change needs to happen today. The time is now. So I really hope that you guys are viewing this on our live feed on Facebook and also hearing this and are motivated to want to get up and do something about it. If you're not physically doing something, let your voice be heard, make a post, make a call, do something because change needs to happen now. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else? Like I said, this is an emergency podcast. We will be back next week recording as well. Um, and we thank you guys for listening in. Anything else you guys? Do you have any closing no? statements? Anita? Yeah. If, if y'all are looking for ways to get involved and to really push the end to systemic racism in our justice system. Um, the Grassroots Law Project is just starting out. They are looking for volunteers. They're looking for people to contribute. So let's put some action behind things because unless we do get to the root cause of this, we'll be back here again. Right. Um, so that's the Grassroots Law Project. Um, Google them. Read up on what it is that they're doing. You know helping to develop a full database of any police brutality case that has been publicized, those that haven't, because there's so many that we don't even know about. Right. And let's research, let's get guys. behind that. Like, let's please, please research. Educate yourself as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And go vote. Go vote. Please yes. do not sit at home. Don't stay silent because you're salty about past stuff. Do something about it now. Yes. Make please. a decision now. You know, be yeah. actionable now. Yeah, absolutely. You may not have tomorrow. You right. may not have tomorrow. Yeah. The time is now. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining. Quick shout out, the music you are hearing now is Back Against the Wall by none other than Justin Bennett. Go check him out on all forms of social media. Again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us and listening and get up and do something and let your voice be heard. You guys have a good night. Remember that black lives matter. What do you do when you're in doing lanes ain't on and your back's up against the wall?